So let's get this started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Strategy Show. I'm your host, Simon Severino. And I'm super pumped because today we have the CEO of Vital Design, Zach. Hi, Zach. How are you, Simon? I'm so pumped to have you here because yeah. this is the chance for all of us to ask you the question. How did you get from 1 million turnover to 10 million turnover? Because this is a magic plateau. You had for 10 years, six to eight people doing just below 1 million and then you get to 1 million and we all know, okay, that's the productivity plateau. Now that's what you can do. But then you have to change something to scale. And what is it between growth and scale in your case, in your journey? What was it? Yeah. Well, that's a great question, Simon. I mean, I think for everybody, it's going to be something different. I think there's some common traits here that um, I can help, you know, give you some perspective on. But I, I will tell you this, entrepreneurs are incredibly distracted people, right? We build businesses, especially in the marketing business. Oftentimes, in fact, I owned six businesses back in 2008 to 2010 timeframe. Uh, I'd started in 2000 starting businesses. Vital was one of the first ones. I also had owned an incubator uh, and some other ideas of vending empire that I thought of it as some apartment buildings. I owned a big event company that did tents, tents like little like the things that cover a wedding. Uh, I was busy. Um, I had started all these businesses and my hubris and my, my, my um, entrepreneurial spirit were big. And, you know, what happens when that happens is you get distracted. And you also start to make excuses for yourself and, and things like that. So I think there was a lot of that going on for the first 10 years. Vital was one of these special businesses to me because it helped as a resource for my other businesses and my other entrepreneurial invest, uh, endeavors. It was, uh, I also owned a, an IT company as well. We called Nerd11, it still exists today. Um, so what I had done was create all these little feeder companies, but I wasn't doing a great job of focusing on any one. So I think first thing, you, you know, we, we gotta talk about here is focus. Um, and you know, for the first eight to 10 years, we used to say, oh, you know, we could sell more work, but we'd have to do more work. And you know, it seemed, it seemed busy and everything was on our shoulders as, as the few people who were successful within the company and, and did the, the majority of the heavy lifting, um, we were, it was heavily on our shoulders. So focus um, came through a little bit of, uh, we, we had a kind of a company tragedy. Things got really bad. Uh, we were eight to 10 people. We'd been at this $800,000 mark for a long time, um, 10 years. We, we were doing kind of uninspired branding work. Uh, we were creating a lot of websites at the time. We were starting to have a lot of success with our digital channels, with, with social media before that became big and email marketing and a lot of transparency, telling people what we did and telling them the solutions we were providing, things that were crazy back then because services, you know, you kind of held that stuff close to your heart and, and you didn't tell people the, the solutions because you worried that they might do it themselves. And obviously these days we all know the more you tell people, they don't have time to learn your business. They, they just want to make sure that they understand how you do things and they agree with your approach. And that transparency started in, for us in 2008 to 2010. That was some of the change. But right around the, that time, we had some people who essentially had a mutiny. 
they were tired of, uh, of us not being successful. They bought into a group that they thought was going to continually grow and it stagnated. And we lost about half of our staff in about a two week period. So we had to look deep. And it was at that time where we started to say we should shutter the company. You know, I had six other companies. I didn't need to do this. It wasn't a, it was a vanity thing at some levels. Every once in a while we'd make some money. Oftentimes we wouldn't make money year, year in, year out. When you're at that 800 to a million, just not a lot of money for the owner. Uh, and, and so I, and I was somewhat of an absentee owner. I was probably putting about 20 to 40% of my time into that company at the time. But when you have about half your company quit and you're forced into a situation where you're going to um, maybe go out of business, you're forced to look at things differently. It was that different look that I went in and I, I quoted Mark Lamonis on my last um, you know, podcast with you because Mark Lamonis really oversimplifies things into people process product. Um, and I had to look at all three of those things. And, and I, I think it's, I think it's oversimplified because obviously sales and marketing and things like that are, are have to be somewhere when you're reconsidering how you're going to change. And, um, but I put those things into process. So if you're wondering how to simplify that, that's slimly, um, that's how you do it. So first I looked at the people we had lost five people. But I was like the manager of a baseball team or a soccer team from where your football team from where you're from with all of this salary cap. We were doing the best we had ever done and in a time where a lot of companies were struggling, but people were taking the sales process and putting it online in the way of marketing for the first time like they had never done. And we were at the cutting edge of the web and digital marketing world. So people were spending money in digital marketing at that time. And they were coming to us because they saw us doing the things that, that, that we um, – that, that they wanted to do. And so these people who quit um, ended up, you know, maybe leaving a little too early. We were actually doing really well. And, and we, um, but, you know, maybe we never would have made the leap had we not um, had them leave. And so when they left, we had to look at people. Five new positions. Before from you, which is if we get more work, we have more hustle, we have more to do. And I remember this in our team. I had the same thing. And to me, this is something like, you are great at building a product, but then the next thing is building a company. And you don't have, you don't have yet a company if your team feels like, oh, if we get more work, we, we cannot deliver it. So I think this is exactly between building a great product and building a great company. And usually when you found and when you build, you love building the product. And you don't know so much building companies because then it's about processes, going from manual processes to automated processes, delegation, writing SOPs, right? And all this standardizing, modularizing, that, that's what we do for a living, building better processes with people. But we like it and we enjoy it because we, we have found out that it's the art of company building. But most people who just start a wonderful product, they are passionate in building the product and in selling the product. They don't want actually to build a company. Does this resonate with, with yeah. your Absolutely. Entrepreneurs are famous for that. They should get out very quickly of companies because they're a huge problem. Um, you know, and I was a problem, right? We, we, were, we were, all, were all part of that. So I think it resonates very well. Um, in, in our case, again, you know, having the five, you know, open spots. What I realized really quickly is that we all surround ourselves with 
friends early on in the entrepreneurial process. We grab anybody. We don't really understand what we're building or doing. So we just grab people who believe in us and, and are, we trust. Um, but those are not the people who are going to get you from 1 million to 10 million, right? They'll get you to 1 million, but they'll start, you'll start feeling like you owe them or they'll start feeling like they owe you. And you, you don't really, they're not really perfect for the roles you actually need when you're going to build this company that you just put very well. Um, so people was the first thing that I realized. And it was almost like this mass exodus created the exact changeover that I needed. Um, because then I knew what I needed. And actually, it was the first person we interviewed. He, he said, Zach, you're doing, I want to work for you. I've got a great job, but I want to work for you because you're doing everything right. Here I am with a company that's almost going out of business. I don't even know if I want to keep it going. And somebody's telling me we're doing everything right. So I asked him questions. Like, what are we doing right? <laughs> you know, leaning into the, um, to the people. And, and what he was saying was the stuff that what changed digital marketing back then. And, he, you know, he was hearing us tell the stories, uh, open up our kimono, show people what, what, what our services were like. We were using the channels that were out there. We were telling people what to do. And, and so he started telling us that. And I said, geez, you're on, you need to come in here. And then he brought a friend who was really good at SEO. And then uh, one of our best designers who was like in the weeds, like third person down, who was really our visionary, was able to flourish. And all of a sudden, um, everyone had opinions. Everyone was reju rejuvenated. So our people um, helped us change. You surround yourself in the early portions of this with a team it's not the team that's going to get you to 10 million and yeah there are probably some people on that team you need to save but there are probably some that you need to say i i need to go you also need to at some point reevaluate your product right and, and 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 that's a little bit about what you're talking about you the product that you make it to one million dollars with is probably a little bit of everything it's 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 probably you know starts in one place and moves a lot but, you know, a little while in, you need to go back and say, what's actually working here? And for us, we weren't productizing our services. We were selling branding one day, website another day, SEO another day, social media another day. And what we needed to do is say, if we sell all these services, how can we bundle them together in a more a stout way that allows us to service them better? If, if we can create a product, then we can service the product better. We know who we need to hire. We know who we need to target as from a customer perspective. We know how to sell it better. We, have, we can create sell sheets on it. So that productization never happens with a small agency. Does this sound familiar? This is exactly what we teach in our program in week one. And this okay. is exactly what gets this emotional shift from, hey, if we get more work, that's more hustle, to if we get more work, now we are starting. Yeah. So, and this is exactly this. We, we have something we call the five accelerants, which is basically simplify in seven days. The, the C-suit has to simplify with us everything they do, all the services. We just accept one need, one avatar, one offer, one price, one channel. And for six months, we have cycles of seven days where we just improve that. So it's yeah. measuring, improving, doing, measuring, improving. And they hate it because it's, oh my God, and what about all my beautiful services and all the opportunities? And that we get it, but let's start very, very focused. And then you can, you can broader it up later if you want. Of course, later they don't want to broaden it up because then later they want to scale it. Oh, and, and I still have these conversations today. I was just, I was, we, I was like, I was with our head strategist yesterday 
you know, Chris, if, if we really need to limit our, our, our industry verticals, it, it, we're trying, people, we're not, you know, in the first thing we said, but, but we have all these other great clients and other verticals. Like, how do we, how do we get rid of it? It's great revenue because the opportunity within the verticals that we do choose will be much greater than the broader opportunities are out there. The first thing you see, and you know this, because all of these great European chefs do these chef turnaround the the chef turnaround type uh shows right I, I come in and i'll make your restaurant good again right what's the first thing they do Simon? oh i love this gordon ramsay comes in and says i know what you need to do it never right. beautiful <laughs> yeah, it's always around the menu though right because if they simplify the menu then they know the target market that they're going after if they simplify the menu they understand the positions in the line that they need to hire for. If they, if they simplify the menu, the product that they serve will be better. And the whole thing just, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Open more restaurants of different verticals, but don't try to make the diner, you know, the one restaurant that serves a hundred things because they can't do a hundred things well. And it confuses everyone who works there, everyone who comes there. And yeah, there's certainly people from the older generation who love the diner. But anybody who, who who's growing a business knows simplify the menu. So I think we're, we're dead. Sorry. Yes, and I saw Gordon Ramsay telling somebody to change the name because the name was too fancy. Don't make it so fancy. Make it simple. Say say it's uh, Sammy's, <laughs> yeah. and then it's more inviting. So it's really about simplifying. And when you come from the outside, you have the distance and you have the the fact. Uh, that to see that if you are the owner, you're so caught up in emotions, you have too much emotional baggage there to let go and to really work from the data and from what's working. The only thing is, of course, Gordon Ramsay is not a good consultant. He's a wonderful chef, but it never works. And usually people get into resistance because he... He, he doesn't know how to create a report and how to consult, really. So I, I love these shows because they are so funny to see. Yeah. So much friction between them and the guests. I, and what I would tell you, Simon, is like that, that's what's needed. And that's what happened to us, right? Like I had to lose everything. I had to be, I had to be so exposed. I had to be so, um, you know, essentially broken down that I was willing to listen and to do things differently but immediately we productize so the guy comes in he tells me how great our company is who i'm hiring and i start saying well that's great but that's not what we sell we don't even like selling social media or or these other things because we can't figure out how to monetize them and people don't want to pay a lot of money and blah 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 so we figured it out we started saying here's who we are this is what we need to productize and then the process of course as you're simplifying, your processes can get better. You know the software you need. You know the investments you need to make. You're willing to make them because you finally have something that is clear and simple and you're going in one direction. And it's incredible because we still, to this day, say that we do three services, branding, digital marketing, and website and e-commerce development. But the reality is, is the website and e-commerce development is the funnel in which all of that other stuff happens. We no longer talk about branding or digital marketing services. People so underestimate the, 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 how you do those things these days, and they really all emanate from a successful website, and all decisions can come from the website. If you don't have the right foundation, 
doing the other things doesn't matter. So we now really understand our business better. We sell certain products. We're now big enough that we can actually sell into the multiple verticals. We do sell very much into the digital marketing, SEO services, um, and, and content marketing services, and we sell the websites. And our branding comes from primarily current clients or clients who are looking for a company who can do, do all of the things. But ultimately, as a company, we focus in two places now. We're big enough to do that at, at, at close to $10 million. Um, and so we're just, a, we're just in a different place, but it all came from streamlining. Once you streamline, you can grow. Beautiful. That's our credo, focus, freedom, flow. And um, also one thing that, that is really important in our observation is to enable teams to celebrate progress every week. So, and you can only do that if you focus, because otherwise you won't have progress in seven days. What's the progress? Uh, what's growing in seven days? But you can if you focus on one offer for one target group in one need. Like you said, you pivoted very fast the beginning of the epidemics. You saw that everybody is, they, their attention, so their need has shifted to webinars. You created the webinar of webinars. That's what I mean. You focus right now on where the attention is. You pivot very fast. And now this team that is doing this, they can have progress every seven days. Yeah. It makes you feel good about yourself. And, and, and that buy-in from the team bringing them into the solutions, uh, explaining them why you're going in the direction that you're going. People just want direction. They want to be, they want to know how they're being evaluated. When we came that first, you know, that first webinar on webinars, when we got that produced as quicker than we've ever done one before, people just, you know, it was a shot in the arm in a time where we were, you know, this coronavirus was so, um, was so unknown that we needed something to focus on. And then the next week we gave ourselves another challenge and now we've given ourselves another challenge. In the meantime, we've written three or four blog posts in and around those subjects as we've started to explore them. It is an incredibly valuable thing to give your, your um, to have short-term projects and have a team that's bought in and to celebrate the wins. You couldn't be more correct. You have to, you know, it's not always about revenue. Beautiful. And, and this team momentum, generates again people who are into it who think the whole value chain and not just the product and they will see new opportunities because they are super awake they're super focused they will see them and they will tell you new opportunities and they will tell you improvements and 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 this momentum will again generate uh, new opportunities and new ideas and the important thing is that you are very close to your to your clients so that you can in discover in real time what's what has their attention and what are new problems coming up that you can solve yeah i i actually go back it's a good point i just want to i know we're, we're coming close here but there is something that was so important during the first 10 years of, of our of our lack of success or i call it my uninspired days what i always felt like is everything was up to me that if we got a new client, it was because somebody I knew or somebody I got referred to, everything came from, from the top down. And it's an incredibly successful, if you want to be at $1 million and you have a leader who knows everybody and is willing to go out there and put themselves out there like you and I are both capable of, 
it, it feels like the right thing to do and you're willing to do it. You're like, this is great and I can do it. And this is like, it does not scale. It's not flexible. It, it only scales it, for every person I brought into my funnel. I lost somebody at the other side of the funnel. So that $1 million was a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're spending so you can only scale so big. I mean, sure, if you had a bigger product, maybe it could be 10 million is that hard place to scale past. Maybe it's 100 million. But as a single entrepreneur, the company can't just be about you and it can't be about your relationships. And that's why it's so important to go from immediately solving the people problem to the process problem. Because if you've built yourself a company that relies on you, you've built yourself a noose around your neck that will choke you at some point and you will never be able to uh, live beyond. So make sure that you use that time. At first, we have to be scrappy, we have to be effective, we have to do everything ourselves. But if you build a business that's just about yourselves, obviously you're not building a business. I, I say you're putting a noose around your neck, one that won't allow you to be successful in the other places. So make sure that you don't stay in that stage of your growth and your evolution for very long that you quickly start to scale and say, take myself out of the equation. And don't start a business when you need money. Start a business when you don't need money so that you're not part of the solution. Those two big things that I learned is like, the if you put yourself in there as somebody who needs money, then the business grows around you because you're taking money out of the company. Build a business based on you know systems and process and people. Uh, and product, but if it's if you're the product, you're the process, and you're the people, you're doing yourself a disservice. Beautiful. This is so valuable, people. Please go back 30 seconds and hear this more times because this is so valuable. This is the experience of somebody with decades of entrepreneurship, and this is exactly the main point. So, Zach, thank you so much for your generous sharing of your experiences and of your learnings. And fun. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. And we stay in touch. And everybody else, listen to this episode a couple of times. It can save you years of your entrepreneurial life. Thank you so much, Zach. Bye-bye. Thank you. Entrepreneurial freedom is awesome. It's also a lot of hard work to get there. And when you are there, it's easy to lose your grip. Our community of over 16,000 entrepreneurs is getting stronger and stronger every week because we amplify each other. We share what works and drop the rest. We test, refine, improve. Check strategysprints.com clarity to level up your business and have fun doing it.